When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. In this episode, we're going to review Newcastle's defeat at Manchester City. And just in case you missed it, they were thumped 5-0 in the pouring rain down at the Etihad. You're going to hear from Lee Ryder, who was there watching that game, while myself and Mark Douglas delve into some of the bigger talking points which have popped up after the final whistle. All that and much more on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Newcastle's unbeaten run in the Premier League is over. It had stretched to six games and they'd come in to this game fourth in the form table. City were down in 14th. However, the blue half of Manchester ran wild over the black and whites of Newcastle. Gabriel Jesus, Riyad Mahrez, an own goal from Federico Fernandes, then David Silva and Raheem Sterling wrapped it up for Pep Guardiola's men. Thankfully, there were no fans, of course, down there who would have come back to Tyneside really down in the dumps. But one man who was there was our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, and this was his verdict on the game. Newcastle well beaten here tonight at the Etihad Stadium. No excuses really didn't start the game for me. Um, paid Manchester City far too much respect. I know you have to keep it in context who they're playing, uh, the injuries they've had, the games they've played, but really didn't do anything that really made Man City uncomfortable and it looked like there was only going to be one winner from as early as you know 10-15 minutes the game you know seemed to be decided uh, the, the fact they only went in 2-0 at the break was, was down to bad finishing Newcastle didn't really lay glove on Man City overall and uh, 5-0 really was a fortunate scoreline and Newcastle just looked like they were delighted to hear the final whistle in the end um, I know Steve Bruce will demand more from his players. Uh, he did request after the game not to be judged on taking on the Man Cities of the world. And I suppose people will grant him that, but you can't um, go out there and you know look like you're not putting an effort in, which for me that's probably where Newcastle were uh, tonight intimidated by Man City so much and they've got to now come up with a response uh, at Watford at the weekend there will be no excuses for a repeat of, of the effort levels out there um, and can they finish the season on a high that has to be the challenge now but overall very disappointing tonight for Newcastle at the Etihad Stadium So Mark we've just heard there from Lee Ryder down in Manchester and I think I agree with most if not everything that he's had to say there uh, it really wasn't a good performance by Newcastle but do we have to put it in perspective that this is a Manchester City arguably you know one of the best sides in Europe and Newcastle were lacking um, their star players essentially well yeah I mean that, that's obviously the, that's obviously the argument um, that, that you have tonight I mean they Newcastle were well beaten I think you know, even with full strength team they probably would have been probably been beaten I mean, most, most teams are I think it's not that they lost today, it's the manner in which they lost. Um, you know, you don't mind if if they if they sort of lay a glove um on, on Manchester City, but it, it wasn't just 
that they were beaten. It was that really, you know, from the second minute onwards, they were they were up against it, and it just the attitude was wrong. Um, the well, basically, the attitude was wrong. The, the formation was wrong. The, the personnel were wrong. Um, they looked tired. You know, I think you're right. You do have to place it in perspective, but by the same token, it's it, it's inexcusable as well. You know, and no Newcastle team should surrender like that. Unfortunately, we just got used to them playing at Manchester City like that because um, I, I can remember a few a few defeats like that. And this one, this one was probably as bad as any of them, to be perfectly honest. But unique circumstances, and 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 you've probably got to cut Steve Bruce a little bit of slack given the way that they've played since lockdown finished. Um, but you know they'll they'll want to respond pretty quickly against Watford because that was just not good enough today. On the point of giving City too much respect. Um... That seemed to be the case in the FA Cup quarter final as well. Uh, so is it a case that maybe Steve Bruce, I don't want to say hasn't learned, but it seemed like the approach was very much similar, if not exactly the same as the quarter final. It was going to be sit back, absorb the pressure, and just hope that you can hit them on the counter. It didn't work in the quarter final. So why would it have worked today? Well, I mean, you'd change the personnel, didn't you? There was an attempt, I think, to. It, it looks as if they were trying to play two up front with John Joe Shelby and Chillington, but you know, I think with the resources that he had, he tried to play the strongest team. I, I, I felt that they were, they were that he sent out a team to try and play a little bit more offensive. They started pressing quite well actually in the first um, in the first minute. <laughs> you know, that, that was literally how long it was. Um, but after that, they you know they did they did they did struggle to. To, to sort of lay a glove on um, on, on Manchester City, so it's difficult to know what they were trying to do, really, because it just it was just a mess from from the start. Um, it felt to me as they were, he was trying to do something different, but he just didn't have the players. They looked tired. They looked, you know, I, th- I think to be fair, you know, you go back to the first question that you asked about perspective. Yeah, I think possibly you know you've got to consider this is the fifth game, is it since they came back? Fourth, fifth game, I think. Um, a lot of players now, the season's kind of getting towards the point where it's over. A lot of players will just want it to be over. It's been very strange for them. I think it's been weird. and uh, you know, It's not an excuse for the performance or for the, the fact that they didn't really get it right. But, you know, I, I, I do think that they were trying, he was trying to do something different, but it just wasn't, it just didn't work. It just didn't work today. And Manchester City are a very, very good team. I mean, they brought on Raheem Sterling and um, was it Kevin De Bruyne with them. Um, 15, 20 minutes to go. I mean, that's how good they are and that's the level that Newcastle are, you know, are, are so far behind the moment. Is it a case, because when you hear Steve Bruce talk about Manchester City and he's he's very complimentary, as we all are, um, is he playing a different game there in terms of what he's perhaps saying in public and what he's saying behind closed doors because he's always waxing lyrical about how good City are and if you're in Newcastle United player and you're constantly hearing that City are this good, which you probably already know, I can't imagine that's too good for your spirits when you step out on the turf at the Etihad. Well, I mean, it was the same thing that Rafa Benitez did, wasn't it really? I think, unfortunately, it's just just kind of where they are at the moment. I think I felt that he knew today that it was going to be a tough ask. You know, I think probably behind behind closed doors, he'll be telling the players that they can do it. He sent out a team that he probably felt could, you know, if, if you could frustrate them, get to sort of 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and 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 hold them, then he might have felt you know it could have been a very different game. But it, you know when you concede that early, 
you just you just want to hide into nothing. I mean, that's the problem you've got to build. Like when you're playing those great teams, you've got to build in sort of, you know, periods of 10, 15 minutes, get through to the 15 minute mark, zero, zero. You've got a chance when you've got playing the team that you've, that they were yesterday but they just never they just never gave themselves a chance so whatever it was I mean I don't have any insight to what it was that they were trying to do um, above and beyond what he said publicly but it, it, it just didn't work because they, they conceded a goal so early it was terrible um, and, that, and that I think is the biggest the biggest issue that they had today they just didn't they had no um, they had absolutely no way of of, of of sort of stopping what was happening in front of them they just stood off far too much and you know I think defensively they were really poor today really 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 poor and, and we're not used to that with Newcastle although this is the third time I think this season they've conceded more than four goals without reply um, in the Premier League which is obviously something that Steve Bruce is going to have to address if Newcastle are going to progress next season What is the cat call Mark which just popped in behind you there? <laughs> Rose And then ran Rose. out Yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to stay quiet because it's my uh, I've also got a Two-year-old upstairs. Who's, uh, <laughs> the probably doesn't want to hear about Newcastle United. You <laughs> mentioned the goals there. They were basic errors, especially um, the first couple where you just had players unmarked. You had players not chasing. The, the City players, Lazaro, was at fault for that that first goal, um, arguably for not chasing. I think following Ford and, um, and Jesus managed to tap it in, who was it was unmarked as well in the middle of the box, and it's it's. We talk about how good City are, but if you are giving them the chance to, to score goals like that, which they could probably score with their eyes closed, um, it, it's going to be it's going to end up where you are losing five nil. Mm. I think that's I think that's that's the point that you make there. That defensively, that Newcastle need to be on it. Newcastle need to be on it to, to play against the top teams. I think that they've, you know, the, you know, the six-game unbeaten run has been has been good. But remember, they're playing against teams around their level, um, or possibly worse than them. When they when they're playing the really good teams, they just have to defensively they have to be really good. And what I think is worth remembering is this is the first time that they've played one of the big teams in the league since Steve Bruce made the changes tactically and, and to the system that he, that he's made, which I think he's made a big a big player about and, and, and you know they have improved against some of the, low, the, the lower ranked teams um, since playing that way but they've not played anybody decent really um, since then you know they've played what Southampton um, Sheffield United obviously you know, done okay this season but went down to 10 men um, Villa who they drew with Bournemouth last weekend who, who, who were absolutely atrocious West Ham who were obviously struggling as well this was the first time that sort of, you know, Newcastle's new sort of way of playing, which everybody's been talking about, was was tested and it came up short. You know, personnel was a big problem, but they're also going to have to find a way of playing um, in the next few games that, that's going to marry that with you know, playing against some of the bigger teams because they've got Spurs and Liverpool still to play um, after Watford um, after Watford next weekend. So that's that for me would be would be the troubling thing. But I think probably Steve Bruce, as much as you'll be angry tonight, will. You know, he'll be sitting there thinking, well, we're missing our two match winners, um, Lascelles, Hayden, good players, key players as well. But um, but yeah, defensively today, absolutely all at sea. You know, Fernandes wasn't in his best. Um, Fabian Scher, obviously playing a little bit further forward in midfield. I'm not sure what's happened to him the last few weeks. He's just not the same player. Um, Yedlin, questions over whether he'll still be here. 
I thought Danny Rose was okay today. He was one of the few who sort of did quite well. But about Emil Clark? I mean, it was a bit of a, a strange... Yeah. He, well, he's played really well. I don't think he was as good tonight as he was last last week. Last week, but he, he was up against, you know, better, better players. He, he's a he's a squad player, isn't he? Really, um, I thought he was okay today. There were a few few moments where he, few moments where he was, he was found found wanting. But you know, probably as much as City, they've got a really, they, they, they're so quick at going down the wings. I mean, the amount of times they find space in behind you and pull the ball back. I mean, it must have been seven or eight times tonight where they'd got beyond the final Newcastle man. They were pulling the ball back in. They had two or three men in the box and it was a last gasp sort of clearance that was saving Newcastle. But it could have been, you know, I mean, it was 5-0. It could have been eight or nine and Newcastle would not have had a complaint about it because Foden missed two very, very good chances. Um, Dubravka made a couple of saves. It wasn't Dubravka's best night. Having said that, he wasn't, you know, for the for the free kick, he was um, he was miles away. But they they could, you know, they could have lost by many many more. Um, but for sort of Manchester City's poor finishing, um, and and you know maybe the occasional last gasp, um, occasional last gasp uh, uh, tackle, but it, it was it was poor. It, it, night and day from what we were talking about last week, isn't it? This, this is the, the problem with Newcastle at the moment. You know, one week you're sort of talking them up and saying, oh, the foundations are there. And I do believe that there are some good foundations there for Newcastle. But then next week you come down back down to earth with a bag, with a bump um, against a really, really good Manchester City team. You mentioned the styles there. He was, he was a big miss. His organisation, his leadership on the pitch was, it was absent. And that was, that was very clear, I thought, tonight. Yeah, he, he it's funny with the cells, isn't it? Because he, he I think sometimes he gets a bit of he gets a bit of criticism because he you know he, he does have a rick in him. There's, there's no doubt about that. He, you know he, he he because I think the way he plays he does sometimes make mistakes, and because he's quite high profile because he the way you know the way he is and he's the captain. When he makes a mistake, he gets highlighted, and there are, you know there are a lot of people saying he's you know like he, he's not a kind of you know he, he's not flawless, but they don't look as good when he's not when he's when he's not playing or when he's not involved. I think. You know, they're missing Lejeune. I think he's probably their best centre back when he's fit and firing. Although he's not been top form, I don't think this season. Um, but yeah, he's probably the next next one in the line, isn't he? Lascelles. He's he's very good. Um, he, he's very good at organising. He's 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 got that sort of. You know, it, it, you, what you needed today was somebody to sort of get the team by the scruff of the neck and say, "Look, we're not gonna, we're not going to go down like this because." You know, they really only had Richie today, who who was again. You know, he tried to do as much as he could, but that team has good characters in it. But some of them weren't playing today. Lascelles, Hayden, um, you know, Almiron. Even they didn't they didn't have those players playing. I think I think you saw the difference. Um, but yeah, they missed they missed Lascelles, they missed Lascelles, um, and they missed. I think mostly they missed Almiron and they missed Sam Maximum because without them, I don't think Manchester City had anything to worry about. They just didn't have. Newcastle had nothing going forward and I think that's the big problem that's what I have to address whether it's the current owner God forbid it's not but all the new owners they're going to have to look at those attacking options because um, Newcastle are weak beneath some maximum of our Bentaleb in your five things that we learned you mentioned he kind of failed his audition so to speak you know time's running out for him to to persuade Newcastle to part with the cash. I mean, Bruce in his press conference before the City game was 
was waxing lyrical about him. He said that he'd been excellent since the restart. And I think we'd, we'd seen glimpses of a player and we don't want to pick out w- one player, but, well, we're going to discuss him. He, d- he didn't have the best of games tonight. He was careless in possession. Um, and he looked a little bit off the pace as well, I thought. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I, 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 it's... I just don't think I've seen it from him. You know, I mean, he's he's going to be he's going to be a you know I, I suppose he's not expensive, is it? In in the in the kind of the new way of thinking, eight to ten million. But I just don't I just don't I haven't seen it from him yet. I've not seen not seen him get a game by the scruff of his neck. You know, I think a player like John Joe Shelby, who you know, okay, he didn't have he didn't have his best game today. But when I look at somebody like John Joe Shelby, yes, there are times when he. There are times when he's not quite at it, you know, and he, he, he's drifting out of games, which Ben Teller has done as well. But I think more often than not, Shelby's affecting a game or trying to affect a game when he can. I've just not seen that from Ben Taleb. He's, he's, he's been neat and tidy. He's, he's drifted three games. Um, so I'd like to see him. I think I think it's a big period for him. He's got three or four games now where he's going to be central. He's going to be in central midfield. Today's passed him by. It was a very difficult match today. But I want to see him really you know, stamp his authority on the game on Saturday against Watford because that's one where Newcastle, you know, they, they should go there and, and and be a little bit more open and a little bit more attacking. And and I, I just don't know. I've not seen enough from him yet. I mean, Lazaro, I think I've seen flashes from Lazaro where I think he could be a real asset. I'm not sure, you know, he always, he'll, he'll have to be a little bit more um, physically, you know, imposing. I think maybe take a little bit from me on Miron um, frame of mind because he's, he, you know, he, he he really has pushed himself on a little bit, I think, uh, this season physically and um, and, and the rest. But I, I do think that um, Ben Taleb at the moment, I wouldn't be rushing to make that a permanent deal. Hopefully, hopefully he proves me wrong, but at the moment I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced about him. We're going to need players to step up, won't we, uh, for the Watford game. There was the image on the TV tonight of Dubravka with the ball in his hand and, nearly everyone just had the back to him and it, the commentator said, you know, <laughs> what does he do in this situation? And yes, at that point, there were, I think, four or five goals down. Um, but even then, you know, like you see, we want someone to take the game by the scruff of the neck and and at least show a bit of fight, even if you are, you know, that many goals down. And we're going to have to see some sort of reaction on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think it was a quite a good stat during the commentary, wasn't there, um, about... They needed another seven points, was it? I think it was the end of the seven points to, to get their best haul since they finished fifth. You know that that's a that, that to me would be a you know a, a good a good achievement for them. I mean, it's not what Newcastle should be should be aiming for, but they, they can't go to Watford and 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 get torn apart like they did tonight because that would be that would be a massive cause for concern. I mean, they've got another four games left. Watford and Brighton are the two where you'd you'd look to pick up points. Um, Spurs next Wednesday, and then um, and then Liverpool the week after. It, you know, look like tough games, in particular Liverpool game. I think it's going to be a, a big, big ask for them. But they've got the opportunity there to to sort of pick pick the points up and 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 have a decent decent end to the season. You know, it's not been a vintage season, but it's not been terrible. There's been moments where it's looked pretty good, and if if they've done okay, but I think if it if it if it fizzles out, then I think. You know, Steve Bruce will be, he'll be, he'll be, you know, he'll be worried that they lose momentum um, going into next season and going into what is going to be an interesting close season if, if there are new owners, which, you know, we, we still believe that that probably will will happen at some point um, quite soon. So 
Bruce will be desperate to, to raise them again. And, and you know, he's not soft. He sometimes comes across, I think, as sort of quite genial in his press conference and stuff, but he's not soft. And he'll let them know that that wasn't good enough, I think. Um, and, uh, and, and and you'd hope for a response on on Saturday. It's a winnable game, isn't it? Or it's definitely something where they can at least go and um, go and go toe-to-toe with Watford, um, who aren't, you know, been pretty good at home, but they're not um, they're not the they're not the best the best side. So you would you would hope there'll be a response. They need one because tonight just wasn't really good enough. Penomal question then. You mentioned the commentators then and your five things again. You've referenced Steve McMahon and and it, it talking about how good of a job Steve Bruce has done. Uh you know, we I think we we've said that he's done a good job, but Others have gone a bit further and amazing. Seem to really uh, annoy a few people on social media. Um, the way that Steve McMahon was was praising Steve Bruce, and then in the same breath, kind of criticising the way the team was set up. Mm. Yeah. I think this is this is such a strange situation, is it? Because I think on I think it was Monday I wrote I wrote a piece about Bruce, and, and it was more about. To be honest, it was more about the Newcastle shouldn't be celebrating survival. But then I, I sort threw a few lines in there about the job that Steve Bruce had done and how based on my conversations with the people who were trying to take Newcastle over and, and you know, a few conversations anyway, um, I felt that they would probably take the attitude that because there's not a lot of time now, because this has been delayed so much, that they would probably decide that, look, Steve Bruce has done a reasonable job this season. Players like him, um, you know, he's an experienced guy, he's easy to work with, um, that they won't maybe look they won't maybe look to make a change straight away if, you know, if they don't have the time um, because they'll see him as capable enough. Now, a lot of people obviously disagree with that. I understand that. I think if it's a straight choice between, say, a Pochettino and Steve Bruce, then, you know, it's obvious where Newcastle should go there. Um, but we don't know that that's necessarily what they are looking at. So, so I made that point anyway and I had got to a debate with a few few fans. Um, and, and my opinion is he's done a good job this season um, and does deserve some credit for it. But I think problem with what Steve McManaman was saying and the problem with what some other people are saying which is that Steve Bruce should be for example manager of the season or something like that is it's not actually about Steve Bruce and the job that he's done it's about the implication when you're saying they've had an amazing season it's the implication for me that that this is an amazing season for Newcastle finishing 13th being in the relegation fight until six seven weeks six seven match weeks ago Um, and getting to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, well, you know, the teams that they played on the road to that, were, it wasn't it wasn't a magical cut run. Um, it, it, it's not enough for Newcastle United. It shouldn't be enough. But that's what has become the, the national perception of Newcastle United is that, you know, look, staying up in the league is is good enough. They, they should be competing with the Leicesters and Wolves and Everton's of this world. You know, they're, they're not, they shouldn't be a million miles away from that. Even now, their budget isn't a million miles away from what those teams are the problem that Newcastle have at the moment is that Mike Ashley holds them back and what I don't what I didn't like about the implication from Steve McManaman today was that it's an amazing season for Newcastle to finish 13th um, you know there seems to be this concerted effort at the moment to run down the job that Rafa Benitez did over two years and, and, and I think that why are you so um, why were you so enamoured with what this guy did? It's like, yes, but you've got to understand that, you know, what he represented and what he did actually as well um, over the course of three seasons was was, was pretty impressive. 
just because Steve Bruce has matched him doesn't mean that suddenly he's, you know, that Rafa's job was rubbish and that Steve Bruce's job was brilliant. It's, it's just more complicated than that. And I think, I think what is, you know, what really does have to be challenged, I'm afraid, is that the idea that it's an amazing season for Newcastle United to finish 13th and not be in a relegation fight until the end of the season. Well, you know, before Mark Ashley came in, they, they were rarely in a relegation fight. I'm, I'm sure they were ever, they obviously never got relegated, but I don't think they ever really diced with relegation in the way that they have done in the last few seasons. And, um, you know, Steve Bruce has definitely deserved credit for the job that he's done. And I think he's, you know, we, we've covered that on the podcast before, but let's not go over the top. It's been a good job. It's not been an amazing job, but it's certainly not a manager of the year job. I think that's the difference. You can separate them, say he's done a good job and want more for Newcastle United. Yeah. Uh, just finally, can you just give us a little bit of understanding or your opinion on where things stand with the takeover? A few, not developments, but you know things with the British government mm-hmm. over the past few days, which sparked a bit of interest. But uh, yeah, so your view of where things well, are? I still, I still, I mean, you know, the, the simple answer to that one is at the moment there's no, you know, there, there is no word from either side. On, um, on, a, on a massive breakthrough yet um, they haven't had the green light just yet it's obvious to me reading between the lines that, that, that as of yet the Premier League aren't satisfied with the answers not necessarily the answers but they're not satisfied with the resolution that they're getting on the piracy they probably want to see a little bit more from Saudi Arabia or, or they want to get more um, assurances from Saudi Arabia on the piracy but I would say that the fact that it hasn't been rejected yet and the fact that there's still obviously dialogue ongoing to me, would suggest that they are working to get this deal over the line, as, as it were. You know, they, they are. There's obviously an interest to get it done, but they want to get it done in the right way for the Premier League and for being sports, who are obviously the major partners in the Middle East and North Africa for for the Premier League. So it, it feels to me like there has to be there has to be maybe something else or they're looking for more answers from Saudi Arabia on piracy. I think all the human rights stuff and things like that, obviously really important for us to talk about because they're going to be big issues. And, you know, I I don't think we should be cheering about the fact that missiles are being sold to Saudi Arabia. Um, The British government's not, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. But if you're like me and you can kind of, square the circle of your the fact that you are very conflicted by a lot of the things that Saudi Arabia do, but also believe that, you know, the way that the world is means that this takeover, you just have to accept it. Um, and also, but also be excited about the fact that, you know, it could be really transformative for Newcastle and the private and the public investment fund put money into all sorts of companies that I use and I, you know, I, I really like as well. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, conflicted by it a little bit, but, at the same time as well, I'm also really excited by the prospect of new owners with money coming into Newcastle United. So I think the human rights aspect of it, it doesn't, I don't think that's as important um, as piracy is, which sounds terrible, but that's that's the situation with the Premier League. Do I still think it will get done? You know, obviously there's little noises in the background that, that it's moving forward. Um, but, you know, we've heard those noises two, two or three weeks ago. Obviously we were on the podcast and I said, understanding was this piracy situation and the crackdown on piracy could have a really could could be the thing that moves it forward but alas that didn't happen so you know i'm kind of trying to be a little bit cautious on that i still think it'll happen 
I still do in, in my heart of hearts think it'll happen. But, you know, it's now, <clears throat> it's, it looks like it's, you know, we're getting on to Thursday of another week where it's not happened. So we'll, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But obviously once you get the green light, there's still maybe a few days after that when, before a big announcement can come and everything can happen. So, you know, we're going to be looking at middle of July at the earliest now for something to happen. And it could even be towards the end of the season, which would be the 26th of July, um, which would be, you know, it'd be an interminable wait, wouldn't it, for another another three weeks. But we'll just have to wait and see. They've obviously not, they've obviously not got the assurances so far on piracy that they want. It feels pretty obvious to me to say that. Um, let's hope that something is being worked on that, that will give them those insurances and we can move we can move forward. But as of yet, it's very, very complicated. 